1: Hey, this is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dolly Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black, Ever Podcast. Black
0: Podcast. Hey, human skull. This is odorous from Guam. We're going to battle go fear Factory. This is George from the Fisher. This is Jasmine Delgado. This is Wade from last Enemy. You might miss in 2017. Today is at Wednesday 13. This is Drew yeah. Jackson from Devil Hill. This is Drew from simple Glory. you're listening to Ever Black Podcast.
1: Jared, thanks for joining us on the show, man. How's everything going? It looks like you, you've just finished work, you just said.
2: Yeah, yeah just in the car. But uh, last minute, last minute stop to uh, do a quick interview. Why not? Yeah, dude. Hey, that's it. Uh, uh, well, I'm having a cold one.
1: I wish you were having a cold uh, one too. But... Yeah. my way to do that hey that's it that's it dude well uh, of course uh the new desecrator album summoning is out on august 27th and i think it's one of the best damn thrash albums i've heard in uh a long time actually it's thank you fucking awesome (laughs) i've been cracking it fucking awesome
2: wow excellent excellent compliment thank you uh yeah mate we're, we're really proud of it um i think it's uh it's, a, it's an album that we felt good about from the start. We, we felt good writing it. We felt good about uh, the, just the material and how it came together. Um, I think it's, it's for us, we wanted it to be a, a natural progression of where the band is going. Um, you know, I guess we're, you know, an over 10-year-old band now. Um, so, you know. We're all in our 30s, uh, some of us <laughs> in our very late 30s. And uh, so I think, um, you know, as, as you go through a few albums and releases and cycles and, and, and a truckload of touring, as we've done, you know, we, we sort of, you know, we start to hone what we really like to listen to, what we like to play. Um, and I think, you know, we're obviously not the first lineup that's been in Desecrator. Like, you know, I mean, I've been in the band um, uh, eight years now. Yeah, yeah. And um and I'm the second drummer. Um, and I guess, you know, back in the early days, Desecrator was really all, you know, balls to the wall thrash, you know, um, which was amazing. I mean, I still enjoy playing all of those songs from from the that first album. And and we had the tenth anniversary from the, for that album this year. And and you know, I think as like I said, as we've moved along and progressed into it and all of that, we we just you know, I guess you just sharpen the tools a little bit. And, yeah. and you know, we bring our, our own influences, you know, to the table. We bring our own experiences and everybody changes in what they listen to or goes in cycles to what they listen to and what they like. And I think it culminated in a few years ago, we went on tour in Europe um, w- with Airborne, who are mates of ours. And we sort of, um, you know, we were at that point of, you know, what's the next record going to look like? And at that stage we were, you know, a bit like, you know, we just want to play the stuff that people can grab onto. We sort of learned a lot on that tour about what hard rock crowds, what heavy, you know, that cross over into heavy metal, what they responded to, what they didn't respond to in, in terms of the the music they were hearing. And, you know, at the end of the day, we we just took all of those things, you know, and then I think we put that into the melting pot and then you add Andrew who came into us at about 2018. um, And he's, you know, he's the front man of Harlot. He's a very strong songwriter. Um, He's got a perspective on the band that, you know, goes way back to when he was attending shows, you know, when he was 18. Um, So, you know, you mix all that together and I, and I think we've come up with, you know, our our strongest material. Um, Absolutely. And also, I think we we took a lot of time um through both deliberate decisions and through um of you know the obvious uh lockdown and pandemic and and the the you know the 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 obvious restrictions that we've got um but we took our time to get the material together um took a long time writing it We, we we demoed a lot we stopped playing you know we stopped playing shows for a little while for the first time in years you know um our last record to the gallows was you know, literally a slot between tours, you know, it was like, get it done, get out again. Um, whereas this one, we had to make it a bit of a decision to just slow it down a bit. You know, uh, we don't have to go on tour if we don't want to this year, let's, you know, concentrate back on putting the the core product of what the band is, is music. Right. So we have to say, we have to actually put some music out, right. We have to put some new music together. Um, you know, we and we we spent a few years even before the last record came out. You know, just like putting together ridiculous compilations of CDs of previous material and bootlegs, and just to have something in your hands to go on tour with. And um, you know, it was just all time. We had to just you know write write the next album and make sure it was a banger. You know,
1: and you know what it is. I think it's your best one yet. Not only you. you know songwriting, but production uh, as well, it, and it's just from start to finish, man. It's filled with earworms, lots and lots of Excellent. earworms, and, uh, and you know, and that's what I mean. Like that's why I was saying, listen, I've been listening to it all day today, and uh, it really sunk in today. I was like, you, you know, it's good when you start getting to those parts in the songs and you recognize them, and you go, oh, okay, and you start singing along. And there's this album when, when you hit tour for this. And people get yeah. have got their hands on it, they're gonna be singing along. Um, but how long did it did it to, to, blah 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 blah? I've only had, I've only had two sips of this thing. Let me read that <laughs> one. Yeah, how yeah. long did it actually take? What was the first sort of kickoff point for this album? Do you remember that first song? Yeah, I think
2: um, funnily enough, I think the title track was one of the first. Uh, songs that Riley and I kind of just got together because um, it was a pretty typical you know James last situation. That's how it's always been Dr- one guitar, one drums, yeah, one yeah. drums It's it one guitar and drums <laughs> to to yeah, just yeah. get you know whether it be 40, 50 or 70 of the of the core of the tune together um, and then we bring it to the room and you know it's a push and pull game everyone everyone has their ideas everyone has their perspectives until it until we beat it into shape and so that was a little bit more collaborative this time than it had been in the past where it was a mostly guitar and drums affair and then everything else was five percent ten percent but now it was more it was a lot more um, you know and it usually starts with Riley's guitar his his leaks or, or or someone's idea and it's mainly Riley's um, and I guess that was one thing that I really tried to drive i i I took a fair lead on the pre-production within the band and um i really tried to say to the guys that we need to play to our strengths you know desecrator is is riley it's his head it's his right hand and it's his voice um you know let that be the core and we just add our bits to it you know um and i (laughs) you know i like to say that that I mean I and the other guys we kind of you know bob rocked his James Hetfield a little bit um <laughs> in, in a way like we wanted you know you're talking about like earworms and, and all of that yeah. sort of stuff like we all wanted it right and and so it was a bit like you know this is this is the range of of notes and voice and sounds where you are the best like you shine and it kills so let's let's stick to, to doing all of that and you know I I can drive a Pro Tools rig, so I took kind of the lead on pre-production and all of that. Um, And the other guys contribute their ideas and the push and pull, um, you know, and Andrew being a strong songwriter himself, he's got a unique perspective on, you know, what he thinks Desecrator should be. He he was kind of all about let's take the best parts of what Desecrator's done put them into this album, you know and and jerry's the same so he, he they have all those perspectives of what sounds good and, and it came down to simplicity sometimes it's just like does it make musical sense does it sound good to my ears or not you know let's not try and be anything or let's not try and you know flip things on its head and do shit for the sake of doing shit um so and that was good i think you know we enjoyed that we pushed each other a fair bit too you know it's not always roses you know you kick each other in the pants a little bit but um it, it really came together well. And I, I think I myself was really like pushing that angle of, I want us all to listen to this in one year or two years and be really happy with it. Um, yep. so yep. that's, that's kind of what we wanted to do. And it, it came together really well. Um, but it took a long time. Like it took a better part of a year to kind of get it all together. Um, and we, and we demoed and demoed and demoed and demoed, which we'd never done before. Like it was like before it was Riley and I with the iPhone in the middle of the jam room, because, you know, Riley likes to start things in the jam room. He's got to hear, he's got to hear it in the room. Otherwise he can't vibe it. Same. Um, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people are like that. It's totally, totally cool. And it's the, totally the way that you can vibe a, 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 a piece of music. Right. Um, whereas I am demo to the, to death and because i've got to listen to it 15 times before i can ingest it so um so we we did a mix of all of those things and they all we you know or we would jam it out stick the iphone in the middle of the room but then i would go home and 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 sift it apart right and i remember um a moment of i'm going to totally name drop here just because i can and uh I'll probably never have a chance to do it again. Sure. But I happen to be uh I happen to be just hanging with Gene Hoagland, right? <laughs> so, oh, Gene. Yeah, well I have, no, I I I worked crew um when they did the, the Dark Angel tour. So I got to hang out with him and then they did the drum clinic after that. So for me as a drummer, I'm like, hallelujah, thanks very much. Um, so I got to hang with him for a couple of days and we'll kind of just I'll drive him around and driving the crew around and all that. And um he was really like you know, just through chatting and, you know, he talks about experiences and he's a really nice guy. He loves to share stories and advice and all of that. And he was like really big on dem- the demo-itis, big, big on demo-itis saying, oh, you can't, you can't get too stuck in demos. You know, you've got to let some creativity happen in the studio. Good advice, of course. I was at that point right in the middle of telling everybody else in Desecrator. You better fucking agree to this. What what's because what's going on this demo is what's going on the album. So you better, you know, you got any problems with it, you better say you better say it now. Cause because uh whatever we're hearing right now is what we're recording. So so you just just get it get it sorted. Right. But but I think but you know, I was and I think it was funny because at that point I was like, I'm totally not doing that. <laughs> I'm doing the opposite. But but I think that's what we needed, like. Yeah. I think for the the last record in Gallows, we just it was like, shit. Okay, yep, that'll do. That'll take'll do. And we kind of just went. We just got to get it done and out before we went out on the road again. And um, this time it was a bit more. Okay, let's take some time. And and it was literally that. I every single drum. Like I knew every single drum note, drum hit of what I was going to do before I went in and tracked the drums. Um, and and I pretty much knew which guitar was going, which side and in the middle and this, that and the other. And and we did it. And I sent a big giant map, you know, to our studio guy when we did all the guitars eventually. And cause we, we did, we did the tracking in a couple of different places, um, did the drums at Toyland with Adam Kalaitzis, um in in Melbourne because we love his drum room. Um, and he's a great dude to work with just easy. And um, just, he's a bit of a gem where he quietly busts my balls in the, in the politest possible way um, to, 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 highlight to you encouragement and also that your take wasn't that good at the same time. (laughs) Um, and then we, we, we did dry tracking, um, of guitars on my pro tools rig. And then we did some studio stuff with, with Julian at, at Legion studios and he mixed the album as well. And then we bumped it over to the U S to audio siege to get it mastered. Um, so it kind of went all over the place and did a few cartwheels here and there. Um, but again, like I think, as it's coming out, it's two years since we tracked it. Um, we we were supposed to put it out, you know, in twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah, we were supposed to put it out in twenty twenty, and um, and then all of the all of the touring plans, you know, that we had to support it, just you know, firstly got pushed one year. Yeah, um, and now we've been effectively cancelled most of it. Um, so. We just sat on it. I mean, we, we couldn't really do anything else. We, we, we went through a hundred ideas on how to release it, where to release it, what to do, how to get out and sell it, whatever. Um, it just got to a stage where we had to do it,
1: you know. But did that give you more time to prep things like the vinyl? I mean, it's coming out on vinyl and it looks incredible. Yeah. Um, and things like that. I mean, because.
2: It, it was all done. It was yeah. all done. All in the yep. can. It was all in the can. Um, yeah. I mean, we've made some adjustments since. We've changed the copyright year. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, like, honestly, like, uh, I, it was all in the can, ready to go. I, like, um, we had our artwork done and, and yeah. Jason Sposito, Spud, who, um, who has done a lot of our artwork over the last... So he did the Gallows cover. Um, we put out a single for Manic, which is on the album. We put out that a couple of years ago. And, again, that was a single with a couple of covers on it, because we thought we we're going to put out an album 16 months later or 15 months later. Right. Um, and uh, Jason did that artwork, the big scary face with the eye pool and all of that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And we, we just love the way that Jason does artwork. So we like, it was all done. So um, it was CD was designed. Vinyl was designed. The artwork was designed like, it was all like the, like the, the 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 press kit for reviews and interview. Like it was all done, and then it was
1: just in the, in the can for better part of eighteen months. That would have been hard. I've been hearing it was hard. Some bands have been pushing things back like that, and yeah, it's kind of yep. like sitting in the corner and you're looking at your Christmas presents over there, and you're like, I can't open it yet.
2: You know? Yeah, <laughs> It's <Yep>. exactly <laughs> like that. Yep. Have you got to um,
1: of the vinyl yourself? Have you got I them? do. I,
2: I kept it. Yes. I kept oh. them because, um, some of them, some of the vinyls turn up to my house and I nicked a couple. Cause I actually don't have a couple of our vinyls, uh, that we've put out over the last, you know, 10 years or so. Um, so you I, I del- yeah, I deliberately kept one for sure. Um, <laughs> managed to get, we, 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 we did a reissue of the life till death, the first album, um, on vinyl. So I made sure I nicked one of them too. Um, but, um yeah, I am I'll, I'll think I'm missing from the collection one of our old vinyls, but I definitely kept a summoning one this time. And, you know, again, just for the physical product and when you, you know, for the people that love to have things in their hands and love to read the booklets and the liner notes and things like that, I mean, this is great. Like, the artwork's really cool. Um, We've kept the theme of the, like, we had a character onto the gallows Um, we had like a skull dude with a, with a noose. We've kept him in the, in the artwork for summoning, um, you know, sort of like Eddie style, just give him a new look or something like that. Um, he hasn't got a name, I don't think, but, um, but we kept him and you know, there's an
1: idea for you. You could get some people to name him. Get two people to name him. We had thought about that. It's a a good idea. And people could name him and then, you know, a bit of, bit of marketing a marketing spin for you yep yeah but i mean it's i I can't wait to get get my hands on the vinyl but you've also got like the uh was it the mega gutsy bundle which is like mega gutsy bundle (laughs) and it's like the vinyl cd shirt and a few other goodies um that looks uh, that's really good value man i mean you know usually would pay more yeah and this one
2: this one we're doing completely on our own um because i think it was just the time to do that um we we just thought, well, we we can do it on our own now. We don't, yeah. you know, there's there's no kind of reason we can't. Like it would be a diff, might be a different story, um, and it still may be at some point, you know, touring in other parts of the world where you need support for to push your record and all that sort of stuff. Um, but obviously, given the environment that we're in at the moment um it it just made sense to do it on our own and and so those you know those things like the 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 gutsy bundle packs and all that that you know that just comes from our brain you know and our heart and our you know and our soul or whatever you know it just we just
0: planning on traveling this summer
2: I sort of pride the fact I pride ourselves on the fact that we've always done pretty good merch. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, R- yeah, Riley yeah. drives that a lot. Our front man, he, he drives that a lot as well. He, he's very conscious of, um, having those, you know, he's a forever salesman. So it's like, you know, you have a product to sell that people want to, want to grab onto and want to buy. And, um, and those sort of things I think were important. I mean, we've done, we, we've been fortunate enough even so far like we've had the best pre-sales on on a album that we've ever had um, like by a long shot so um, it's really exciting um, so I think we we sort of made the right call i mean if if and when if and when you know uh, we need to do something um, with with partners or whatever we can do that at the time but right now we just do it all, all on our own DIY like we always have we've always had you know I, I kind of say it's DIY um uh, uh, what is it asterisk you know DIY plus like we we've done we've done it mostly DIY but we've always had help you know along the way so
1: yeah hey man that's hey it seems to be working another thing about talking about merch who came up with the uh was it the evening with
2: this evening correct. with yeah know, the, the, the the tux <laughs> the tux shirt yeah that's awesome. um I think that was one of us, one of our ideas. I can't remember who it was. Um, and uh, it was a, I think we we kind of overthought that this, you know, it was a, you know how you hit and miss on uh, on merch? Yes. This wasn't a miss, but it was uh, not as good of a lob or something like that. It was, it was, the, I think you sit, you sit, very far on either side of the fence on shirts like that you either think it's amazing or you think it's silly and um there was a big divide because some people were like that's ridiculous i'll never wear that but i can see why you did it um but otherwise they were like that's fucking excellent i'm buying one of them right now and i'm buying (laughs) one for me mate and me missus and all that you know so um And it was the same with you know it was the same when we sold things like underwear and g strings like we've we've had all of that stuff on tour and you either think it's great and it's a funny gimmick, and or you think it's ridiculous. So, but either way, it kind of generates you know discussion, debate. I'll
1: I'll get one. I'll have to get one when when you come up here.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: sure. I'm uh, yeah, man. Put me down for that for sure because uh, I mean the tour, it's massive. I mean, it's it's yeah. pretty good. So, I mean, you're you're playing up here, my local Mo's. There's a close Mo's. up on the Gold, Gold yep. Coast, which mm-hmm. is which is going to be incredible. And you're touring with Harlot and yeah. the Ascended, right?
2: Correct. Yep, that's right. Um, so, for a few reasons, I think um, the Ascended. Um, I guess we we got in we got in touch with those guys um, a while back. I think <laughs> got to keep my light on. Um, okay. Yeah, we got in touch yeah. with them a while back. Um, you know, uh, I guess we, Riley had been talking to him mainly about touring together, and then yeah. of course, you know, Harlot still really hadn't done, again because of the the environments that we live in at the moment. Harlot still hadn't quite done a national tour for for their album yet, um, and they've got an incredible album out that they put out last year, yes. um, and of course, Andrew being in being in both bands, you know, for for his sake, it's like, you know and especially with the with the with the environment that we live in it's you know it's going to be non-impossible for him to go in both bands separately um so and you know we're, we're always a good pair we're good friends um show wise it always makes sense to have us and harlot and we haven't done it in a number of years so um yeah we kind of put it together and, and we're just gonna try and see how it goes um we're not sure what lockdown this and restriction that that is going to do for us. Um but I think rather than do nothing, we'll do something. We'll do what we can. Um, We we've had a couple of shows. Like we had our 10 10 year anniversary of life till death and and that was sold out and it was going to be great. And again we got it reissued on vinyl and that was I guess that was the thing that was that was bolstering us to for activity, you know, and something to look forward to on the first half of the year before we before we put out the album. And then you know the last minute, the, the the pandemic restrictions and all of that kind of got us, and we had to sort of bump the date, split it into into a few shows to to cater for the for the audience restrictions, and you know, but it also meant because of kilometre limits that people couldn't go and all that sort of stuff. So it was difficult, but we made something of it. um They were really fun shows to play in the end, even though we we're all a bit pouty about. How it went down and all of that shit, right? At, like everybody was, um, but once we got there, <clears throat> people were so happy that it was just happening. You know, the venues are, are appreci- appreciative of the fact that you know bands are just turning up to play and people are still coming. Um, so we've done that. You know, we'll we'll see how it goes with the tour. Um, you know, we want to we want to hit as many places as possible if we can, um, and we'll, we'll just. Give it a crack and try and reschedule where we can and move this and that when we can. But you know, right now, it's far enough away that we might be okay from this spot in uh, early August. But who knows? Well,
1: man, I, I'm talking to all the bands that are touring and stuff like that or uh, have tours planned. I'm trying to talk it like it's it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, yep. you know, yeah. That's all. all we yep. to, we're,
2: hey? Yeah, we're and we're we're talking all the time as if things are happening rather than not happening. Um, Because, you know, if it gets, uh, I think there's also been, I I guess in in our level of kind of club touring and stuff like that, or, or club shows or whatever you want to call them, there is a level of wiggle room. I see though that, you know, as we've gone on, especially through this year, that wiggle room is becoming much less, you know, because of all of these rolling, uh, reschedules yeah. and all of that—that's getting a lot harder as well because, you know, when venues can open, it's like, well, we got a backlog of gigs, we got to fill, so we don't really have any rescheduled dates anymore. But again, we'll just try our best. Like we we act as if it's happening, and and that's how we got to play it. That's
1: exactly right, man. That's exactly yeah. right. But I mean, I I've I've seen you guys several times over the years, and man, I'm gonna say, like, I remember seeing you. I don't know if you were with them then, but the Shark Bar. Many, many Shark years uh, you know, ago. Yeah, maybe. On the Gold Coast. But uh, yeah. that was, man, that was such a fucking great show. I just yeah. remember, like, uh, I think you're one of the best live bands in the country. So I'm looking awesome. forward to great finally seeing see you again. It's been a little while. Yeah. But, uh you know, you've toured and played with, with some incredible bands throughout the years. As well. Yeah. Like, you know, like, uh, who, who we got, like, uh Overkill, Venom Inc. Overkill, Venom Inc. Saw yep. work, uh, Hyrax, who were meant to tour here, they were meant to be, here yeah, yeah. TV, we,
2: we we had our first European tour with Hyrax some years ago, and um, that was fun, it was so much fun. Hard, hard living tour, one of those you know, long drive every day, um, you know, 19 shows in 20 days kind of thing. Um, but we, but we, uh, Hyrax are, are an awesome band live, yeah, man. They're, they're just like yeah. the quintessential power thrash um, uh, group from, you know, from the, from the old guard, from the early days. And, and, you know, we've got some long sort of standing relationships with a couple of guys in that band. Um, we met through that tour in particular, actually back in 2014 or 2015, whenever it was, um, we met, uh, we, we toured with another band from Mexico called Piranha and, you know, we're lifelong friends of those guys. We've toured with them Europe, you know, twice, I think we've toured Mexico, Brazil, and it, they were supposed to come here last year as well we're oh. going to bring them out to australia and do all of that and again they just you know they we we just made friends with those guys for life and they're an amazing thrash metal band like just next level crazy um and they and they would have they would have killed in australia like I was, I was really looking forward to them coming one day um but yeah we've got to we've been lucky enough to play with a lot of those a lot of great bands. A lot of bands that you know individually like will pop up on a tour one day. And you know, I, like I was a big Vada Remains fan, so I was like, "Yes, Vada Remains, cool." We Get to I get to watch them play. You know, dechristianize and uh, you know all that sort of stuff every day. That was pretty cool. And um, you know, obviously a couple of boys from our band. You know, worship Overkill. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them too, but not near, but not nearly as much as you know our crew guy Slick and a few other guys in our band who worship them. You know um and and you know and venom Inc. like you know i remember having a moment somewhere in europe where i got to jam some judas priest with you know mantis That's and cool. and demolition man that was a cool moment for me um but still like we're, we're we're still in contact with those guys a lot and riley and i got to do a bit of a fill-in for um for 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 sort of be venom Inc. when the other guys couldn't come because of illness and all of this sort of stuff and tony tony demolition man just was like, well I'm coming. Um and it was like, oh, the boys from Desecrator want to be my backup band? I'll just do it. Let's just go. And <laughs> you'd say so, talk, You know yeah, I, mean? I was I was overseas at the time. I was in uh Tokyo and I got like a week's, you know, kind of a week's notice, you know. And we were like, okay, do you want to be uh the, the you want to be Venom Inc for the evening for this show? And I was like, oh yeah, well I'll be back Friday so yeah sure why not so we did that and riley madly learned you know 15 songs and i madly learned 15 songs and you know like i guess from a from a technical perspective they were not as gruesome as some of what stuff that we play but you know learning parts for 15 songs for those kind of things and you know we're never going to play them quite the same as those guys of course you know um but you know that was a moment again it was a moment that we got to Got to do that with people that we worshipped as a kid, you know?
1: So it was pretty cool. Hey, man, you don't, those opportunities, when they pop up, you gotta, you gotta take them. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You, you, you pinch yourself pretty lucky with those things sometimes. Um, but, you know, I mean, they're, they're the good bits in,
1: uh, sometimes some pretty rough living. (laughs) I'll tell you that. So, I mean, I'd say that you mentioned before, uh, your mates, uh, with, uh, Airborne. And you mm-hmm. play with those guys over in Europe. They are fucking huge in Europe. Yeah,
2: yeah. A couple of things that uh, might surprise you about Airborne, which is really interesting, um, you know, because I, I guess as an Australian and as a, as an ACDC tragic as well, because they are total ACDC, worship those guys, and rightly so, in my opinion. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I, I think that, you know, I think, I mean, Riley and a couple of guys from our band kind of were friends with them um for for a long time and that's kind of how we knew them and all of that sort of stuff and we talked about for a few years oh geez it'd be good to go out on the road together one day wonder if it would work um and it turns out it did work and it worked really really well we were the like the you know many tours where the you know clean singing you know higher tuned melodic of the bunch you know especially touring in places where you know we're stuffed in the middle of death metal bands and stuff like that which is perfectly good for me because i like death metal but um but you know, being on a tour with a hard rock band was different. We were kind of the heavier one, yeah. But you know, their crowds were battle jacket wearing Metallica and Slayer listen, listeners just as much. Um, so you know, us walking out and me playing you know, fast double bass drums in their face, they were like, Oh, hell yeah, I can get into <laughs> this, right? And um, so it went down really well. And and I think one thing that about one thing about Airborne that's really, really interesting because, yeah, like like I was saying before, that you sort of, I I think everybody kind of, know like in Australia knows them and thinks they're like massive, but you sort of don't realise that, yeah, they're, it's that then they're, they're not quite as, um, I guess they're not quite of in the same zone here as they are in Europe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You go to Europe and they are completely, they're festival headliners, right. But the thing is, you watch one of their shows, and you know why. Like that, like in my opinion, oh, they like are you, incredible. You know, but yeah. As 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 just regular sort of rock and roll guys as they are, they are a rock and roll masterclass, mate. I can tell you that right now. You watch one of their shows; it is like a proper headline show under lights and all that sort of stuff. They're a fucking rock and roll masterclass. They just they do it better, just as good, if not better, than anybody on the planet, in my opinion. Um, they just kick ass absolutely 100%. And I think somewhere,
1: as, somewhere, and I can't remember where I saw him,
2: yeah, yeah. And 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 as a drummer, ACDC worship, you know, um, Ryan on the drums, man, he just he plays like Phil, plays like Phil Rudd, except harder, right? So, for me as a drummer, I, I just love that. shit. I love that. shit. I love the the kick snare stuff, you know, the locking that in like, like Phil Rudd used to just to get that snap. And they just they just kick ass that that band like hundred percent, yep.
1: Oh, hey, here's the airborne, right? Hey, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Here's John. Get him on the
2: get him on the bloody radio more.
1: That's right, I agree. I hey. agree. But uh, yeah. man, like uh, you got tour coming up, albums coming out. What else have you got uh, keep cooking up behind the scenes, brother? Well, <sighs> I know I'd you say, got mate. you got that look. There is something there, and you're gonna come on, mate. Spill the beans. Animated video clip. Oh, that's the shit. That's what I want to hear. When's that coming out?
2: Soon. <laughs> uh, soon. It'll be coming out soon. Um, it'll be an. It'll be an interesting one. Never, never done before. Completely outside the box idea. Um, but that's ha- that's happening. What track? Uh. Not saying.
1: Oh come on, mate! It's Monday night. <laughs> all right,
2: you'll, you'll see. You'll keep,
1: see. Keep your secret, says Frodo. Yes. But um, yes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I'm all about it. If yeah. you can tell, I'm all about the, uh, you know, cartoons and shit. But yeah, uh... <laughs> I can
2: see. I can see. But yeah, I, look. It, again, it's like this album was. We had to approach everything differently. You know, from release to you know, because I mean, we can't. We obviously can't chew overseas and all those things were going to because we had tours of mexico tours of we had um south america and we had like tours with power trip and all this cool stuff going on and but now like we 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 had um had to sort of refocus and just say okay well what are we going to do how do we how do we get the album to as many people as possible from our lounge rooms right um animated video um you know video clips we shot we shot a video clip for summoning and we sort of had an idea to do a second one as well. We had some time uh, in the day, in the shoot day, it was like, okay, if we get time, we'll do two. If the first one's a disaster, we'll use the whole shooting time for the first one. Um, So we just did two. And, and interestingly enough about that day, that was like early 2020 when we filmed the summoning film clip and the hate at first sight film clip. And we, that was literally the day before the first really big lockdown happened in Australia. Um, or the, the first kind of series of lockdowns, it was like March. And, um, the next day it was like, you know, we're, we're shutting down the city, you know, and that was a pretty new concept at that stage that we were shutting down. And it was literally the day before I'm pretty sure that that happened. And, um, some of the people that helped us on the shoot day and taking photos and stuff were like catching flights and they were like, Hmm, I might not get home, you know? Um, That's so, I think we filmed it and then of course we went into lockdown and then the lockdown went extend 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 for like you know over seven months or whenever it was and um, so again you know we're sort of lucky that we got that those two things f- shot in that day because it was like who knows when we could have done that again we probably wouldn't have been able to do it again um, I guess in any sort of sort of quality or any sort of like any way that wasn't gonna you know be uh, be very difficult so we got those clips done. We got some other animated, you know, lyric videos and stuff in the bag as well. Um, and yeah, animated clip, conceptual, break your, bend and break your mind stuff. As far as I am aware, at this stage.
1: Oh, mate, I'm very, very keen. But uh, of yeah. course, man, it's been awesome hanging out. Thanks for jumping Thank on. You, uh, you know i know it's at last minute and i appreciate that hey i hope you feel better riley out there i'm pointing <laughs> to the point, thing.
2: Do the <laughs> point. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah you
1: i hope you feel better brother. but um mate thanks for hanging out and of course we will have all the links to new Desecrator album summoning is out on august 27 brother Gold thank card, you let's party all right
2: i'll see you there
0: planning on traveling this summer